I'm hitting the button. <laughs> don't don't hit the button yet. God damn it. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I was curious what we were talking about, and I wanted to make sure I got everything up and prepped if that's what we were going to do. Oh, well, well, yeah, yes. Yes, that's okay. what we're talking about. Sure, yes, all right. About. <laughs> so are we pulling the curtain back in? Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, Brandon, uh, yeah. we have reached yeah. a podcasting milestone. So... We've, we've, uh, we've done the um, Libsyn thing. We've switched hosts, which happens in every podcast life. And now yeah. we lost an episode. <laughs> we, <laughs> we lost an episode. Technically, we didn't lose it. We just didn't record it. And technically, it's not we, it's me. I didn't record it last week for some reason. <laughs> so let's... Let's be clear. That's not actually what happened. What happened is <laughs> Jamie and I sat down and we talked about the Masons and we talked about <laughs> their history and how they've been influencing America and where the start of this virus actually came from mm. and the, the laying out of the Masonic temples and what <laughs> sort of secret society that a bunch of white guys who insist on dressing in tuxedos to all have dinner together on a Tuesday, what sort of good they'll be doing. And in turn, <laughs> what actually happened is they actually reached into the internet mm. and they snagged Jamie's side of the podcast. And I know you're going, why did they only snag Jamie's side of the podcast? Well, you see, I am a bearded white guy and the Masons <laughs> have no power over me. Like that's just, that's just good science. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, yeah. what my co-host has said. I have to, I have to yeah, Glomar, yeah. the, the Glomar you're, exception you're, in FOIA. So. Yeah. You're, your mind tricks are no good for me, Jedi. They don't work. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, I'm not afraid of you. It's fine. I'm not afraid of you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the 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 last step in us becoming. Oh, we've also joined a network. So that's another step to becoming a true podcast, yeah. like graduating from yeah, podcast school. Matter of fact, we didn't even have to do what most people do, which is make up a network to join right. a network. Right. Right. So the the final step. To, to reach our final Super Saiyan podcast form is to get a sponsorship by MeUndies. <laughs> oh, MeUndies. You know, when I'm <laughs> thinking about how our podcast got stolen by a bunch of other bearded white guys wearing tuxedos, I wonder, are their underwear just as dapper? And, you know, I wouldn't be asking that question if I knew that they were wearing MeUndies. See, MeUndies, unlike other underwear company, they, they cradle and support packages. Like, I know right now we are going through a crisis. We are worried about the United States Postal Service. They deliver more packages, including MeUndies.com, than anyone else. And if you're talking about package management, you're talking about MeUndies. That's how I know. Now, Jamie, you and I already understand. But if, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to MeUndies.com, you fill out your order, you go up in the top right-hand corner, and you type N-O-C as in nerds of color, <laughs> you will get absolutely nothing. And I think you need to ask yourself the question, why don't you get anything by typing that into that box? Then I want you to go down to the bottom of the page to the contact forum. Mm -hmm. I want you to pop that bad boy up. And don't pretend like you don't have that kind of time. You and I both know 
You got that kind of time right now. Yeah, and I sure. want you to write a sternly worded letter. <laughs> Dear recipient of this email, how dare you not give the nerds of color some sort of discount? Do our balls not chafe like others? <laughs> Do we not get crotch rot like everyone else? Do we not need the loving support that MeUndies could bring us? But nay, I can't get a discount supporting my favorite podcast network. Yeah. And, and that's really why we're here. We're here for the network. We're here to spread the network love. So if you, if you sponsor us, you should sponsor the entire network because you're going to get uh, yeah. quality programming plus us. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> and honestly, if I took a dime, my unemployment that's probably never going to come won't come. I can't take that kind of money. I can't take that risk. It's got to go to the network. We got to pay these bills, man. Lights don't keep themselves on. It's true. You got to go into debt to keep these on. That's how this works. It's true. It's true. That's, that's the true uh, survivor of COVID-19. It's <laughs> yeah. cr crippling debt. <laughs> Yeah, existential yeah. dread, crippling debt, and what's the third, the third horseman of the apocalypse? Or the third four? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Jeff uh, early, is like one of our <laughs> early onset diabetes is what it is, Jamie. And yeah. <laughs> luckily, with all of us inside cooking more and making all of the bread, I have seen more people make sourdough. Oh, which I don't know if that means I have too many white people in my feed, or if just there are that many fucking people making sourdough. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, there is a lot of bread happening right now. So apparently, to do sourdough properly, you need a quote-unquote sourdough starter, and it's like a bread tamagotchi. If you don't feed it correctly at the right time, it will die, and you will not get sourdough. You will get like a lumpy piece of nothing. So you you have to set an alarm, bro. You need to set an alarm to wake up in the middle of the night to feed your sourdough starter. Otherwise, uh, it will uh, this, die. This makes a ton of sense. For So you and I are, are foodies and we love the stories of food and what have you. Yes. If you get the opportunity, um, and I recommend this to anybody who's looking for some sort of like, just kill time through everything going on right now. It's been out forever. Anthony Bourdain's first book, Kitchen Confidential. He does an audiobook version where he reads it himself and he talks about a guy that he hired who makes the best bread ever. The guy was a total flake and he would call <laughs> Bourdain at like three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, shouting into the phone, you gotta feed the bitch. You got to feed the bitch. It's going to die. You got to feed the bitch. And I knew that what I had to do was get up in the dark, put on pants, and drag myself down to the restaurant to go feed this, this, right, this, this starter. Yeah. So this way we could have bread because yeah. he was too strung out to show up the next day. Ironically, <laughs> one guy who is a junkie asking another guy who at the time was a junkie who just had it more together to feed this bitch <laughs> and putting him in a rough situation. God damn. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the starters and they look monstrous and I mean, they make great, they make great bread. It makes great bread, whatever is in the sourdough yeah. starter, but like the care and feeding of it, it's like, 
it's like a it's like a Hogwarts journey. Like you have to it's I, a, it's a mystical beast and you have to find it and care for it and just like fuck it. You know, I'm I'm good with this because all that means is one of two well, I'm I'm technically good with this. If it means that you all aren't having kids while this is going on, I'm good. <laughs> like yeah. I don't need any children the quarantine is what I, I don't children nobody needs it. I didn't. I didn't come up with that for the record. But it's so good. Fucking claim yeah, it. I don't no, care. That's nobody. Awesome. Nobody needs that. Like. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to have to do the math, where we come to find out that like suddenly everybody is just spending all this time indoors fucking. Like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I assume all this thing is really doing is teaching us all valuable survival skills, making us absolutely realize that therapy is mandatory when all this is over. And if you are in a bad relationship, boy, howdy, are you going to find the door the second they... Now, remember this, kids. (laughs) This is coming from me, all right? Don't dump them yet. There's going to be a resurgence, and you're going to get stuck inside with them after you said you want out. Yeah. Unless... you got to wait. you got to wait... Unless it out. unless you're really good with housing, unless you have unless you have a backup housing, because because they won't, because they won't, so they'll be stuck right, right, right. But then, right, but the and this is the problem though is yeah. they won't be able to find a way out and they can't go anywhere else. Yeah, nobody's letting anybody else in right now. Yeah, so you you need a you you either you gotta, need a, a parent's basement or something like that or like yeah you got to have a fallback like there's yeah. got to be some sort of fallback. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's a good point. I, I imagine there are a lot of uh Pornhub accounts starting uh during oh, yeah. this time, and I imagine there are a lot of um OnlyFans starting up in this era because it's like got nowhere else to go. <laughs> if you if just as a reminder, kids, if you set up an OnlyFans uh, an OnlyFans page that will fuck up your unemployment, know this. Oh, that's true, right. Right, because it's not a cash transaction that'll show up on that'll show up in someone's record. Then you're technically self-employed. Yeah. So, so bear that in mind, kids. So if you do it, make sure you have a fan base. Because if you do it just to do it, and you get like a couple of bucks here and there, it's not really worth it. So if you're gonna do it, make sure that you're known in the community and people want to see your bits and stuff. And you know, because what there's yep. money in them hot that are hills, but you have to. You have to have a community first. So build that community. See, <laughs> see this, this is why people keep coming back. We're educational. Right, 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 right. We're educational. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're an educational podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're an educational podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, it's, uh, it's us and Pod Save America is really what it is. It's, yeah, yeah. After you hear, <laughs> hear uh, the doom and gloom about everything else, you can come to us for career advice. Nonsense. It's not doom and gloom. I'm trying to help people out, and I'm still reminding everybody, MeUndies.com, also code (laughs) NOC. But speaking of NOC, Jamie Noguchi, tell them who we are and where we fucking come from. Lay it on them.
people of the world, welcome to the fucking Do It podcast. We are part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. That's NOC, Nerds of Color. You see the banner up top. You see the banner below. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you can join us on Podbean where you can rate us. And if you rate us, we get higher in the whatever hoopadoo. I don't actually check the stats because... I used to do web comics and checking the stats is terrible. It's a terrible habit. <laughs> Something you cannot, it's like reading the comments, never read the comments. I am finding, oh, yeah. I'm finding that I'm going to have to dial that down because uh, our book is coming out and a handful of reviews have started to creep out and I'm reading things and I'm reading too much into things. So I shouldn't do that. So never read the comments, never read the comments, never, never read the comments. Um, but speaking of comments, before we begin our festivities tonight, Brandon Chalmers, we have email. We have email. We have we have, e- we have an, we have we, we got a message from somebody back in April 27th, which tells you how often I check the email. I will be better <laughs> about it from now on. So if you email us at info at fuckingdoitcast.com, I will answer it within the week because I will be checking it at least weekly, at the very least weekly. <laughs> We promise, and this is a fucking do it cast guarantee. Guarantee we within yeah. thirty days. <laughs> yeah, we have net thirty days. Net thirty to respond to your email. Yeah, thirty days. Um, but it's it's early in our life as a podcast, so if you want to get your email on the air, I will read it. I do not care what you say. I will read whatever the fuck it is. Wow, that's dangerous. All right, cool. We, we, reserve, no. we, we reserve the right to Joan on you, but I, I will read whatever the fuck you send. Uh, so this yeah. email comes to us from Ray back, back in April 27th. I have no idea what we were talking about okay. at the time. Okay, um, okay. But uh, let's see. They were thinking of a, a social distance potluck. So was thinking of a social distance potluck kind of like a trunk or treat. A central table is set up in a parking lot, then sanitized. Each family drops their dish on the table, sanitizes the container, then steps away. When the table is set, first group gloves up and brings their own Tupperware and serves themselves, sanitizes the serving utensils as they're on their way down the line. Return to your car and eat. P.S. Yes, quarantine is getting to me. And this is from friend Ray. Okay. So are we, are, are, is the idea a pro-con? Are we trying to troubleshoot this? How do you want to approach this? Well, I, I like the idea. And I've actually seen, I've seen people in the neighborhood doing something similar in their driveways. Like I've seen people pulling up in the driveway, just opening the trunk and talking to each other from inside their cars. Um, I've seen kids um, across the street from each other on their laptops, emailing each other and, and yelling at each other and stuff like that. So I think fair enough. I think the social distance potluck is a is the next evolution of that. And we've got we've got an empty parking lot here at the pool across the street, and we've seen some people actually doing that. We've seen like um, yesterday or maybe over the weekend we saw a group of high school kids just tailgating in the pool parking lot, hanging out with each other playing music and stuff, but staying in their, in their cars um, while staying in their trunks. Cause they couldn't, they couldn't actually hang out with each other. Um, right. But I, I don't know. What do you think? So the idea of, let's say the idea of um, your car club, 
and you decide to stay in your vehicle and you decide to go out for a drive together or for a cruise together or whatever it is, or to go sit in a parking lot somewhere, you know, six feet apart from, from each other's driver's seat, driver's doors or whatever it is, maintaining social distancing and hanging out. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned about a couple things. One, <laughs> no cold dishes. Ooh, yeah. Which creates a problem during the summer. Yeah. Um, so that would be my, my, my first thought process. My second thought process is you have to really know and trust whoever you bring to this thing. Because you get one person who's a little laxed on this sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like a bad oyster. Yeah. It, it could break bad like that. Mm-hmm. here's where my thought process is. If you are jonesing to spend time with other people that way or enjoy things that maybe you're not necessarily making or whatever, my suggestion would be do a food drop-off. Mm-hmm. Make it, put it into Tupperware, drop it off at a friend's house, let them disinfect the outside of the package, and then reheat instructions. And then they can wash the the thing in the washing machine, yeah. boil, you know, boiler, hot water, disinfectant soap, what have you, be able to take care of the package, and then they can reserve it back to you. And you almost make it like a mixtape of food. Nice. Where you and a friend just kind of exchange recipes or whatever it is, and you can meet over Zoom calls. Yeah. You get a chance to do that sort of thing. I I'm leery right now of us trying to be like, you know what this feels like? These these things were like it's this trunk or treat sort of thing or like this social distance hangout sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like when you're two teenagers who are really religious who are like, we're not actually having sex. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can all like we can all kind of be like. Yeah, we're 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 fooling God, boy. Howdy, are we? But like, <laughs> this 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 feels like we're trying to outsmart a virus. Yeah, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't trust us cohesively mm-hmm. to outsmart a virus. Right. Right. I think I think it might work if you limit the number of people you do it with. Like, if you have you know, maybe two groups of friends or two, two friends that you do it with. So like, like, um, but, but still like staying very far the fuck away from each other. My suggestion would be similar to what those teenagers did. You all want to meet in a separate place. That Mm -hmm. is a park or something like that. You want to set up blankets that are six to eight feet apart from each other because y'all are going to be moving around. So don't do not do that exactly six feet shit. Right, right, right. Stop Make trying like to, to outsmart a virus. Eight to 12. <laughs> right. Bring your own food and just hang out with somebody in a general Ooh. vicinity. Yeah, that's, that's better. That's you don't better. need to exchange food. Yeah. Like, this, this is the thing is right now you should be smart. Like, everybody's getting real like, hey, we can get out. Don't overdo that shit. Like, and please understand, I am the sort of guy where I will close 
large wounds with duct tape or super glue. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of walking it off and rubbing some dirt on it. Yeah. This is a different thing. Yeah. Don't play around. Like yeah. what, what do you have to gain by playing around? And if you have a recipe for something really good, cool, either make extra and give it to them or drop it off later on and, and, and do that procedure like I mentioned, or send someone else the recipe, tell them where to get the stuff and let them make it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, there are some friends that I have who were like, they'd hop on a Zoom call together and they would make the same dinner together. Mm, like that's a they great would idea. hang out and they would make like chicken parm together and they would, yeah. you know, thin out the chicken breasts and create the the things. And if one of them knew kind of like, right. And like if, if one knew a technique more than the other, but the idea is essentially you have the same shopping list, you're in different parts of the state or country or what have you. And you go, mm -hmm. okay, so you're going to need, you know, one pack of chicken breast. You're going to need this. 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 Make sure you have all of it. When I do it, I use, you know, one large bowl for this, one tray for this, and just basically prep. Like you'd yeah. be prepping for a meal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then talk with the friend and then make dinner together. Like it, it, you can yeah. teach someone how to cook that way. That would be fun instead of like listening to a podcast that's just going to make you sad or like watching, watching some shit. You could be like talking with somebody while you're cooking stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of... Uh, that's the best part of like a, a barbecue is hanging out with somebody while they're cooking stuff. Right. And you can, it's, yeah. you can sort of do the same thing on a zoom. And if you, you can do, totally do the same thing. And then if you want to be extra, once you're done with the meal, you could drive to a parking lot and like wave at each other through well, the trunks and reasonably, stuff. reasonably at that point, you can BS make the meal together and then decide either that the hangout time there was really good. And you and whoever else in your house can, can have the dinner together or you can sit down you and your significant other, someone else and their significant other can all sit down with the laptop on the, on the, the table and set it at one of the places at the table Yeah, and face it toward the family <laughs> and let them eat with you. Yeah. And just have a meal together. There's That'd nothing stopping you from doing that. Like here's the thing. I think you should start really treating this sort of thing like a grandma who you love something fierce, but you had to move away because of a great job. So you got to try and figure out creative ways to hang out with grandma. Yeah. Like you just, you got to come up with creative ways to do it. So grandma sends you, you know, Hey sweetie, I really want to bake cookies. And you could be like, well, hell grandma, send me the recipe. Let's bake cookies together. Well, you want to set the oven to this. You want to do this. You want to grease this. Like, yeah, turn yeah. this into an opportunity where you get to find out what others' skills are. Like, music over Zoom calls is a little difficult because the things tend to drown each other out as the, as they're doing things or whatever it is. But <laughs> yeah. you could do you could do art night over Zoom calls. You can do yeah. cooking. You can hang out and just have a drink and just BS with each other. You can. I can start a podcast. Like just find an excuse to talk, to talk to each other about everything. Just come up with an article about something and literally just schedule some time with your friends. Yeah. Cause all you guys are going to want to talk about is this sort of thing. You got to start kicking other things around. Find a reason to talk about something else. Yeah. yeah I, again, 
don't try and outsmart God with your hand job. <laughs> okay. You hear me? Oh, shit. You're oh, not my- you're not gonna outsmart God with your hand job. <laughs> so either you wanna be completely celibate or you don't. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I, I like, see your I see your point. Yeah. <laughs> until we know God's like fucking take it home, Junior. Don't. Don't yeah. Like, why, why worry? Why have a pregnancy scare? Because <laughs> if I had to take a guess, Jamie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an over-under, and I'm going to guess that most of the listeners to this podcast are semi-responsible to responsible adults who are sexually yeah. active, who have been in a situation where they have had sex and either they chose not to use protection, protection broke, Whatever happened, things got a little wild. Who knows? And they had that panic moment. And you had to go get that pregnancy test. And you got to have that real gut check moment. Depending on how young you are, boy, howdy, is that a gut check moment? Yeah. And you start doing all sorts of things. You're questioning the longevity of your relationship with this person. You're starting to learn a whole lot about yourself. You're learning a whole lot about this other person. You're having conversations that you didn't think you were ready to have and you probably weren't ready to have. You know, you're, you're trying to basically like, okay, are, are we doing this? Are, are, do we not have this conversation? Are we having this? Con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Why set yourself up for that scenario right now? That's true. If you're not ready to have a kid, and you know you don't have to, why worry about it? Mm-hmm. Why set yourself up? Yeah. You don't have to get sick right now. You're not forced to have this interaction. This isn't the same thing as, here's the other thing also. If you are friends with someone who is an essential employee, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm sorry to put it this way, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. These people may be asymptomatic, and could be interacting with society and doing the best they can, but genuinely could be spreading it and not realizing it. And just because they don't have symptoms doesn't mean that they couldn't be getting you sick. And it's not your fault. But I couldn't imagine being a friend of somebody and hanging out and then finding out that, like, after the fact, I had it. I'm asymptomatic. And I hung out with a bunch of these friends and we got a little, you know, jokey around or whatever it is. And they ended up getting it. And God forbid they got very sick or worse. Yeah. So for right now, chill out with your potlucks, chill out with your tailgatings, chill out with that stuff. Try and find creative ways to do it. Like if you're going to do it, distance. You care about these people. Jesus Christ. If you don't care about the other person in the grocery store, you don't fucking know. Fine. Right. Walk in the aisle a little too close. Cough in their direction. Fuck. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I can't, I can't undo you. I can't undo you being an asshole. What I can do <laughs> is recommend that you don't hurt the people you genuinely care about. If you're trying to have a meal with this person right now, you care about them. You want to see them. You miss them. Yeah. Act as if you could genuinely hurt them. And act accordingly. Figure out a better way. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, like... Your potato salad ain't that fucking good, Deborah. It's not. No, it's I don't, not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. I've never had a potato salad good enough to give someone a disease. <laughs> like, I've never, I've never had a potato salad so good that I thought to myself, well, if everyone dies, 
I at least I have had this potato salad. <laughs> right. Not right. Well, I think yeah. uh, I think we answered the question. Um, and then some. And then some. So if you would yep. like uh, other thoughts on other topics and you have ideas, <laughs> send us an email and we will spend a half yeah. hour talking about it and extend yep. this podcast <laughs> as long as we fucking can <laughs> to make up for missing it. Oh. That's how we roll. I, I, I can't help myself. I'm sorry. You got to put a shot clock. I don't give a shit. Like I don't that. give a shit. You think I give a shit? <laughs> Oh, I think I just found gold though. That, that it's all right. Yeah. Like don't yeah, no. try and trick uh, trick God with your hand job. No, no, no. Might yeah. be the new way to, to handle <laughs> all of this. And that's uh, if you if you are friends <laughs> with me on social media and you see me putting that in the comments, that is going to happen 100%. <laughs> nice. Well, Brandon, besides not tricking Jesus with a hand job, what have you been geeking upon <laughs> since last we recorded this? Uh, since last we recorded this, um, actually, I have been, I've been doing my best to try and break through um, my depression. I, I'm flat, just, just flat saying. I'm sure I'm not the only one, obviously, who's dealing with it. And you get good days and bad days. And man, have I learned I am very much a house plant. <laughs> um, I need daylight in the yeah. worst kind of way. Yeah. So. I had been forcing myself to go out and work in the garden. Um, now, because my house was built in 1947, I live in a in a brick row home style style house, and because of that, is it there has been a mighty? Is your brick house mighty mighty? Does no, it it's it actually reasonably small. It like, doesn't it, it, let it it's all actually, hang out. No, it it. Thank God it doesn't. Like genuinely. <laughs> Because I don't know if you realize that, that is the best song about demolition, period. <laughs> because the follow-up is what? Shake it down, shake it down, shake it down, shake it down now? Yes, like, yes. Nobody, I don't want that in my brick house. That's, that's why I, I want to keep it mighty, mighty. Right. <laughs> matter, matter. So, in turn, what that means is, is that I've had 70 plus years of people making decisions about the landscaping and what have you. And the interior is, you know, I got no real fight there. Those are projects or, or what have you. But like over the years, I have done a couple couple projects. What I haven't actually done is torn out a lot of the overgrowth that's happened over the years. Um, and I'm going to put it out there in no uncertain terms. If I ever visit anywhere and I discover that you lived in my home or next to my home and you planted ivy in that general vicinity, I am going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> so if you find out your grandma was my next door neighbor and she just loved the look of ivy on brick, I'm going to punch that lady in the mush. Like, please know this, because I have been on my hands and knees just pulling ivy out of the ground, just tracing it back, Ugh. just hand digging it out. That is the worst puzzle. <laughs> like, Jamie, I have been doing some of the whitest shit. I have been <laughs> hanging out in a brick row home, pulling ivy out of azaleas. Like, mm. I don't... I like seriously. I, I, it's a honky turd ducking of activities, is what it is. Like genuinely, have I need to be wearing overalls. No, no, because I don't have any fucking money for gin. God damn it! No, 
It's a different argument. But like, I like honestly, other than a straw hat, some fucking overalls, and Pat Boone on the on the Victrola, like I couldn't get much whiter. Wabubaluba. God. Like I, I heard you say that, and I suddenly got fear in my heart because I'm like, did he cover that, or did somebody make that better? No, Pat Boone covered uh, Tutti Frutti. Oh. And and oh, little Richard used to tell a story of like he knew about uh, white kids who would have the the record cover of the Pat Boone version, but inside inside the sleeve it was little Richard's version Thank because people God. people were so afraid of of black Good. music back then. Okay, and and no, Pat Boone made his career covering black artists and like no, hiding it up. I and knew shit, so I I knew that part. I just I think part of my brain had blocked out. That oh, that yeah. particular cover. Oh yeah, because I have I yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, okay. Any. Mm. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. So you were suns out, uh, guns out been, on this. Ivy. Yeah, I I have been I have been suns out, guns out. I have been actually like tanning. I'm actually yeah. like much darker than I have been. Like I think yeah. there's actually a tan mark. There you go. Nice. So that gives you an idea of how pasty I normally am and how pasty I've become. Oh, yeah. So, but the sunlight's been really good. And, like, I've got to the point now where I'm, I'm we got another couple days of, of sunlight. Yeah. So, it's been okay. I'm going to try and just spend at least four to five hours just outside. Fresh air. God forbid, fuck my allergies. I haven't been able to breathe and my eyes have been on fire. I don't care. I want the daylight. I need the daylight. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been geeking out about is just getting outdoors. And genuinely, I cannot recommend it enough to everyone. Like, seriously, take your laptop outside if you live in an apartment, sit on the balcony. Like, just You're get some fucking daylight, please. Yeah. I I am aware now that I could not handle living in like Alaska or Antarctica in like, you know, ice station Zulu. Like I I couldn't, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They do have an 80% unemployment guarantee payoff of everything and nationalized healthcare. Mm. So, you know, maybe a gloomy day from time to time might be a halfway decent trade-off. Oh, Scotland. Does Scotland count? Does Scotland count? Hey! Scotland counts. Scotland counts. Does does Ireland still count? Uh, I think half of Ireland counts. But Mm. either way, like, I... Fuck it. Honest, like, fuck it. Anyway, I I don't want to get super political. Anyway, Jamie, what have you been been geeking about? Uh, She-Ra. She-Ra. The the last season of She-Ra has dropped. So now you can binge, I think it's all five seasons, all five seasons of She-Ra. Um, you will not find me saying a bad word about the show in public because uh, we know people involved with it. Like the, the, the person who brought the show back from the dead, Noelle Stevenson, she was an art fighter at one point. We interacted with her uh, at an art fight yes. on this side. We went out to L.A., she hung out with us out there. Um, yep. So oh, I am biased as hell. Uh, Zara. Yes. 100%. Zara, one of our friends uh, is the voice of Mara, who was like proto Shira, the original Shira, one of the original Shiras. 
Um, okay. And her version, it's it's a brown Shiro, just like Zara, which is fucking cool. So like, that's rad. I I will be gushing about this show for a long time because it's awesome. But also, um, we get to watch it with Hazel, which is great. Like having this awesome animation that we can share with our daughter that isn't like super kitty and super cheesy and super like saccharine and sweet and adorable that deals with feelings and emotions and problems and stuff like yeah it's really good so if you like feelings and you like cartoons you should watch it it's real good (laughs) good to know uh this this season is very uh emotional um there's like a lot of gut-wrenching moments and stuff like that so it's pretty cool um, but yeah, I like it. It's way better than the original show. And pff, y'all are forgetting how bad the original show was. <laughs> it were not A good. A lot of those 80s shows were real bad. It, it were not good. He-Man were not real good. And She-Ra. Th- mm, mm. Fucking Thundercats other than Panthro. Yeah, and I mean. Cheetar is pretty rad. Yeah, but so like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they're doing new things with these old properties is fine by me. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Bring it on. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But I, I find Shira is great. The, my favorite part about it is there's a lot of lore. Like, Noelle went deep and started digging through ideas and just expanding the world and stuff. And I realized I like, I like lore. That's why I liked Frozen 2 better than the first frozen is because they expand the lore and the mysticism and the background of, of like the magic and all that kind of stuff. And so they do the same. And makes sense. So she's done the same thing with Shira. And I'm like, Hmm, interesting, more stuff to like ponder and make fan arts of and stuff. If I ever get back <laughs> to making fan arts of anything, but, you know. um, but yes, highly recommend Shira. You should watch it. Nice. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so do we want to do the conspiracy corner? Or do you want to hold off until next week for that, and we tear into the main topic? Um, I think I want to revamp the conspiracy corner. I have a better one for next week because the one we had for the the kickoff was eh, but I have a better one for it. I have a better one okay. for it that has okay. that deals with food. So we'll do that next week. So next week we will okay. be de- debuting a new segment on the podcast conspiracy corner we will tease it there we'll tease it we're coming up with wild ass conspiracies that are completely true that you will have heard first here on the fucking do a cast (laughs) (laughs) completely true completely completely true completely true but what we are going to be talking about this week so last week, Brandon was geeking on the Clone Wars and Star Wars in general. And when you talk yes. about Clone Wars, you automatically think of the prequels because they, yes. they occur at the same time. And so Brandon did a lot of work recasting the prequels. Now, he didn't just pick out favorite actors of any era because that's easy. No, 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 no. 
friend Brandon yeah, Chalmers <laughs> actually did homework for the podcast. Yeah. So please understand, if I had my capabilities and I had my druthers, I'd cast Idris Elba as everything. I would genuinely have him cast like Eddie Murphy in an early 2000s comedy where I would just have him play every single character. Oh my God. Every one of them. Idris as Padme. Like, oh, Annie. <laughs> Whoa. And, now, please understand, much like my theory of put a Wookiee in absolutely anything. And kids, if you don't know, I want to put a Wookiee in everything. Take every single role that Tom Cruise has ever had, ever. And I want to put your friend in mine, Chewbacca, in that role. Not mention that he's a Wookiee. Not mention that he cannot speak English. And have him deliver every line in the exact cadence of Tom Cruise and see if it's actually worse, because I don't think it's going to be. I think every single one of them would be better. So Just cocktail, <laughs> whiskey business, <laughs> Top Gun. Top Gun. Jerry Maguire, Top Mission Wookie. Impossible. Yeah. So like, Right, and here's the thing. And, and like I said, just literally just – the Mission Impossible thing where yeah. he's fucking like sliding down on the wire and everything else like that. Wookie. And just full suit. Right, yeah. Yeah. Full legend, suit. Legend. Legend. Wookie and legend. I, yeah. That would be amazing. Fucking finally we could fix the last samurai. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Watanabe and Chewie. Oh. Right. How how good would that be? So Brandon, I think we lost. We lost that to last week, uh, but but you have been you have been doing you have been doing the Maymoa challenge pretty regularly, and now yeah, I I have slacked the last couple days. I got to get back on it. But but in in the month of June, friend Brandon Chalmers, (laughs) you know someone who has access to the Creative Cloud. Yes, I I do have access to Photoshop. Yes, and uh, I know. You know, you've you've been wanting to learn Photoshop, and I can think of no other way, no better way than <laughs> no other way. No, 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 you got it right. No, no other, other way. way. There's no, there no, is other no other way. There's no other way of learning how to cut out Chewy from a photo and and replacing him in something else. So I I don't give a shit if it's every day, if it's once a week or once a month, but I need to see Chewy movie posters. I need to see him in movie posters. Yeah. Replacing at least one of the characters. Yeah, at least one of them. Um, Yeah, so that's... It's what I need. It's what I need, Brandon Chalmers. Anyway, um, (laughs) so the theory is I have gone on record about this, and you can call me trash if you'd like. You wouldn't be the first. I am a prequels (laughs) apologist. I think that they're not nearly as bad as everyone works them out to be. Yeah, whatever. Fucking Jedi sucks. All right? I'm going to go on record as saying it. Jedi sucks. So, fucking fight me. All right? Um, Would have been better with Wookiees instead of Ewoks. (laughs) Right, because here's the thing is, reasonably, I think there's only one Star Wars film you can't really complain about in its fucking empire. Every other Star Wars film, some ass clown crawls out of the woodwork and has a fucking meltdown like it's the end of their childhood. So... Fuck off with all of that. (laughs) So because of that, I am a firm believer that part of the problem with 
episode one, two, and three is that they were casting correctly. Yes. Yeah. I think that some casting would totally not only solve some of the problems of the cast, but it would change the tone of the movie and could fix genuinely a lot, if not all, of, of uh, the blatant racism that mm. happens in those movies God, yeah. with the Jesus. way that those characters are heavy-handedly created. God. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And this is the problem is like, I don't want to blame, like, I, I don't want to blame the story per se. I think that if you hear me out and you follow through with me here, I, I can do this and we're all going to be happy with it. Okay. Yeah. So I, now, I, I wonder how, cause I've watched all of the, the documentaries. Like I, I had the special editions of the prequels and I would watch the special features cause that shit was fascinating to me. Like I didn't give a shit about the movies, right. but I loved watching the behind the scenes stuff. And it seemed to me that there was no one who had the balls to tell George no. Like when, right. when, when the, the, the trade federation guys were speaking in pigeonish Asian dialect or whatever, no one had the balls to say, Hey George, maybe not. And yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Like, and, and I wonder, I wonder if that's where a lot of the problems were. Cause I, I feel like if you had people fighting him on something, I don't know, there, there might've been, I don't know who, know, who knows, but we're, we're recasting it. We're recasting it. We're starting with the cast. Right. right. This, this goes back to an old theory that you and I have had forever is you always in every single group and scenario, you need a no guy. Yeah. George needed a no guy. He needed a no guy. Yeah. He needed a no guy. Right. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to kind of do this in a somewhat order with how the characters appear on screen. So this way I can kind of give people a narrative. I'm going to start with episode one, obviously. So we've got kind of opening scene. We see Jedi. They're on the ship um, of the Trade Federation. And, go up the ventilation shaft. Right, right. So, and they do the, the thing that blew my mind as a child, that fucking lightsaber, the double lightsabers into the door. And melting the door and then, yeah, because up until that point, my brain had not wrapped its head around the idea that the lightsaber is the greatest lockpick ever. Oh, yes. You keep going. Keep going. Right. So, what are you doing? He's just disappearing. Is he going to go pee? Are we just going to sit here and wait for him to go pee? Is that what we're going to do? So for those of you who are listening to this, instead of watching this, Jamie just steps away. Hey, you all right? He goes and gets a lightsaber. Classy. So anyway. Need to get a little closer to the microphone there, bro. So good. So good. Anyway. So... The opening scene, you see two Jedi. Now, I am a firm believer that Obi-Wan is perfectly cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's perfectly cast. I think the voice is super good. And in turn, the reason I say that with confidence is it translates well into the cartoons, in the animated version. And he's the only one having fun. He's the only one having fun. He has this ability to kind of work both sides of it. He grows over time. He doesn't feel out of place. And 
he feels like a steady hand through everything. So I'm, I'm leaving Obi-Wan. Now, that leaves possibly second worst dad in all of everything, Shia Goku, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon and not pay attention to his kid. <laughs> okay, so now, when I talked about this before, I will go on record as saying my first choice would be Forrest Whitaker. But Forrest Whitaker, at the time, we learned after looking something up, was actually doing Ghost Dog in the same year of 99. Yeah. So he wouldn't have been available, and I think Ghost Dog's an important thing for him to do. Also, he would have been a bit young to do that role. Um, so Ghost Dog was I, so good, I too, then, man. I know. So then I discredited uh, Forrest Whitaker. I do think he should have had a more long-term role. He's awesome to Saw later in Rogue One, but I, I digress. Yeah, so yeah. the way that I was deciding this, by the way, for anyone who's curious, I literally went back and looked to see what actors would have been available in 97, 98, and 99 when these films would have been filming and recruiting for them. So the actor I landed on, because Qui-Gon is actually rather tall, um, Liam Neeson is 6'3", I replaced him with Marvel favorite, yours and mine, a, an amazing voice and a, a, a man of tall stature and of slender-ish build similar to Liam Neeson at the time, a one Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. I want yeah. That, that, that deep, weird, like kind of Germany voice hanging out there. I don't think you need two British guys hanging out. No. I, I no. like there's there's a little part of me that loves all of the like British tie-in that happens with Star Wars, but it feels a little heavy-handed at this point. I get why they did it in the 70s. Yeah. But now you have everyone to pull from. This is a diverse universe. The idea of someone else who's with Obi-Wan having a different accent makes a lot of sense. I also think he could have delivered the lines much slower mm-hmm. and much clearer. I think he would have set a more even-keeled tone of knowing exactly what he's doing and not grumbling his way through everything. Yeah, because there's there's a flippancy to the way Liam Neeson portrays Qui-Gon that just rubs you the wrong way from, like, Jump Street. It's just like... It's eh. the way he portrays every single character, and it works in some things, and it really doesn't in, in others. So yeah, He has a particular world, set of skills and not He has a particular a dad. set of skills. Right. He should not be yeah. a dad. He should God not damn be it, dad. the guy shouldn't be a dad. Anyway. Taken? So no, thank Skarsgård. you. <laughs> right. Taken two, taken three. Anyway. <clears throat> taken electric I'm getting away from myself. Taken yeah. Tokyo Drift. So, meanwhile, we find, you know, we smash cut to the, the Trade Federation. Now, as you talked about, Pigeon English, very clearly a heavy-handed and poorly done Asian stereotype. Yeah. They could have very easily shown an influence of, of existing culture to make people feel like they can quickly adapt and understand what is going on without doing all of this. I don't dislike the design of the Trade Federation. Yeah. I don't think it, like, I'm sure you could pick it apart and I'm yeah, sure yeah. there are some changes that, that could be made well, to improve on, them. On paper, it like from a visual standpoint, I mean, it, it creates a, it's a, it, they have a unique visual language with the stuff that they're doing. Right. It, it's also related right. to the rest of the series. They're kind of goofy, but they're kind of, they could be menacing. And then they open their mouths and speak and you're just like. Yeah. So 
my theory for this. Newt Gunray, the main guy, right? I'm going to get to him in a second. The, the first guy I want to talk about is a guy that I want to basically do a different version of the voices for all of the other Trade Federation guys because Newt Gunray is going to speak to other Trade Federation people, people of the same alien species as himself. And the first voice I want is an Asian voice that holds gravitas that is instantly recognizable by nerds of any ilk at the time because of a movie we call Mortal Kombat. The guy that I want... And I apologize if I butcher the name. Is Kerry uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa? Yeah, he he played Shang Tsung in yeah. Mortal Kombat. He's been in a bazillion other things. He's an incredibly unique voice. God, He's that's incredibly weird. eloquent. He's well spoken, and he sounds menacing. And if you want to change the tone of them, boy howdy, that's it. Yeah. These guys Shit. are supposed to be running an entire federation of incredibly intelligent, backstabbing, capable creatures yeah. that are able to swindle Jedi and play around with, with everyone. And they're supposed to be basically... He, this guy is supposed to be jawing off with Count Dooku. Yeah. For the record, I'm not changing Dooku. <clears throat> that guy... No, it's Christopher Lee, correct? Christopher Lee, yeah, I mean... I'm not changing Christopher he, Lee. He's yeah. too goddamn smooth. Yeah. This is a, an example of a British guy I'm good with. Yeah. Keep him. He's yeah. too goddamn good to change. Anyway, see, he's going to be speaking to somebody, and I want a voice that is going to scare the shit out of people. Because the first thing that you really hear Newt Gunray say is, what? Because <laughs> he finds out that the Jedi have broken out of, of the thing. Yeah. And I want it not to be a, what? In this, and then followed up by Pigeon English. I want... A strong voice. And when I think of strong voices in my nerd background, I think of one voice, the voice that has been ringing through my head. And that is the voice of Goliath from Gargoyles. I oh, want a one yeah. Keith David. Oh, shit. So instead of it being, what? It's what? And him shouting at people. I want his voice to rumble so deep that like... I want there to be a little question there of whether or not Newt Gunray has the same abilities that Palpatine does, where yeah. like he throws that cloak back <clears throat> and he is just yoked, just abs on abs on abs, like just ready <laughs> to fucking hurt somebody. God. Like, he doesn't ask for a lightsaber. He asks for a small baseball bat. Yeah. Like that's all he needs is he's just going to fucking kneecap somebody. That, I that, want there to be that rage there. Yeah, yeah. I, I need... I need that. That rich, because that rich timbre. The, uh, mm. Yeah, I, I, I need to come just from, from the fucking. Fuck. Yeah, it's got to come from his fucking feet. I yeah. want his shoes to rumble when he says that. What? So this way, I what? know the Jedi <laughs> are very much in trouble because this is the first time that we really get a chance to see. The the regular droids, we get to see the droidicas or uh, the, the rolly ones, the ones with the shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are rad. Like, and they're meant to be a very serious challenge to the Jedi when they first see them. And so and, I, and, I think... And because they're such a stereotype, like, they're never menacing. You never, you're never afraid of the Tread Federation because they're, they're, they're a fucking joke. Because you can't take these people seriously. Right. But those two casting changes, especially with that vo that voice, just 
It could be a yeah. stick figure. It could be a stick right. figure. It could be an untextured 3D model. It could be like a placeholder geometry. They could have right. forgotten to texture it. And that voice comes out of that piece of shit. You're worried. You're, you're, because, yeah. right. That's the voice that, that is the voice that comes out of the Balrog, not out of anything else. And you start yeah. to become concerned about that sort of thing. Okay, so they end up on Naboo. Now, I know that when I say the word Naboo, it is immediately a trigger word for most nerds <laughs> of a certain age because immediately the next thing that comes out of your mouth is Jar Jar Binks. Now, I'd like to go on record as saying I absolutely hate the tone of Jar Jar Binks. I hate the cadence of Jar Jar Binks. I do not fault the actor for this. Yeah. And I think we can fix this. I think the physical actor did an excellent job of being Jar Jar. I would cast the same person to basically be a Chewbacca. It's a, it's a physical stand-in for a voice actor. And I'd argue that a guy who basically can't really get it right, he, he screws up and he gets thrown out of his own village for being just kind of a klutz and a bumbling idiot sometimes with great intentions but poor execution who gets kind of talked into doing the right thing for the wrong reasons and gets yelled at, what have you, could be a perfectly serviceable character and has been in quite a lot of things. Hell, that guy has been the background of a ton of 80s movies as well as most video games we've all played where we've had to escort a character or we've had somebody who's the bumbling <laughs> idiot who we don't- Fucking right. escort missions. <laughs> right, and, like, and here's the thing. We, we would be fine with it if, if instead of Jar Jar Binks, it was actually just Joe Pesci. Tiny fuck Joe Pesci. No CG, no nothing. Just Joe Pesci. Same thing. The fuck you mean? I got kicked out of the thing. I'm not going fucking back there. Fuck you. No, no, no. Wait, wait, we would all be like, wait, this, what, what happened? Put him in the same costume, and, like those weird overalls and those doofy feet. Nope. <laughs> nope. He is literally, he drove his Cadillac off the set of My Cousin Vinny and ended up at Cape Canaveral and landed on Naboo. Cape Canaveral and on Naboo. And just, just literally landed on Naboo. Like, just, I don't know how he got there. I'm not confused. And the whole thing that he explains as to why he got kicked out of the town with the rest of the Gungans, because the rest of the Gungans, exactly the same. It's just Joe Pesci. Is It's exactly the, the story of my cousin Vinny. And when he explains this to everybody, every no one believes him. And he just gets thrown out. You're laughing your ass off, but I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that character. Now, let's double back. We've got Jar Jar Binks. Now, we're all okay with Joe Pesci being this character. So I think we're okay with the character. But mm -hmm. we hate Jar Jar yeah. because of that Misa shit. Yeah. Now, when I was thinking about that, that voice and what's going on, I think, okay, well, what's a good distinct voice that I could hear through the entire time who sounds like a guy who's kind of down on his luck every time it can't catch a break? And when I think of that, I think of one man. I think of Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Because if you, if instead of every time Jar Jar said, Misa, you just hear Steve Buscemi go, what? 
and then continue on with the line exactly the way it is. Just what? <laughs> Me butter? No, no, no. <laughs> what? I can't go back there. I got what? I got kicked out, and just continues with everything. And we continue down this rabbit hole. And suddenly, nobody finds Steve Buscemi obnoxious. At least not enough to hate a movie. And now we're all in because we're like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah, it's kind of weird, kind of ratty. you know. Kind of weird, kind of ratty. But he works, and we know he works because Monsters, Inc. Yeah. We know he doesn't need to physically be there to deliver a great performance. So he has the ability to follow through with this. Yeah. So my vote for Jar Jar Binks is Steve Buscemi. I like now, that. Now, I know a lot of you are like, for fuck's sake, I know, follow along. So... <laughs> Now, we're going to end up back in the Galactic Senate. Now, at this point, you're going, well, wait, what about Padme? I've done the research. I think Natalie Portman did a perfectly great job. And you know how I know this? Okay, so you could go, well, Brandon, what about, I don't know, Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley was actually one of the people who was her double. Mm-hmm. She was in the fucking movie. Yeah. So they had other strong female leads that would become leading female actresses in major, major movies alongside of her and chose Natalie Portman. I think she's a great choice. I thought she was a great choice in The Professional. And honestly, you watch The Professional and you tell me she can't run that joint, fuck you. Like, just, so. I feel like she needs someone to work off of. She definitely needs someone to work off of, which is where we have Mm -hmm. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The two of them would be great. Just right. sniping with each other and yeah. Yeah. You know how I know this? Because they were in fucking Thor together. <laughs> I, Where yeah. do you think I got this inspiration uh, from? See, people, they're, they're literally in Thor together. See, people dog on that first movie. And I liked, I liked her a lot in the, the first Thor movie. I thought she was right. fine. I thought she was right. fine. She's, she's fine. She's fun. She's easy to get along with. And Stellan Skarsgård totally believes in the lore and just, yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. I cannot wait for her to be Thor. It's going to be yes. so good. It's going to be so exciting. Now, now, I know you're going, but Brandon, then you're going to get into the Senate and you're going to ask the question that everyone wants to ask. Who's Emperor Palpatine? And the only voice I hear in my head that works for Emperor Palpatine is Tim Curry. I will not hear any other argument. Yeah. I will put my foot down. Because as we have learned, as the new Star Wars have taught us a rule that none of us are ready to wrap our heads around, but I want you to hear it now if you haven't heard it already in 5.1 Dolby Surround Sound, Palpatine fucks. And once you wrap your head around the idea that Palpatine fucks, then you have to think about the idea that that dude, because when you see how old the kids are, the kids are like Anakin's age at best, which means Palpatine fucked way into his later time. Yeah. And if I'm going to believe that Palpatine fucks, then I need to believe that Palpatine can seduce. Now, I would like to believe that Palpatine, the reality is, he can do Jedi mind tricks. He can probably fuck whoever he wants, but that means yeah. Palpatine's a racist. Like, a he's a rapist. Yeah. And that's a whole nother layer to this fucking yeah. thing. Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. I don't so, like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I, no kidding. Nobody fucking likes that. So let's. Yeah. Let's let's pull let's pull the curtain back just a little bit and let's let's stop short and let's say that Palpatine could be smooth enough mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. able to fuck because man's in charge of the Senate. Dude's got swagger. Can get into any restaurant in Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. Has got the means to get the job done. Can wine yeah. and dine anybody. Yeah. Can and, go where he pleases. Full escort. And and when they talk about the dark side seducing people, that makes sense. When when right. Anakin gets seduced by Tim fucking Curry, you say, of course. Right. It makes sense. Like I want to compare and this is going out on a limb and I know they're for like the four people who will, who will get this. They're going to fucking love this. I want to equate Palpatine as Tim Curry to Al Pacino in devil's advocate when he's Satan. Yes. Yes. And he's, you know, and he's going, I, I, I can, I want to hear Palpatine go, look, don't touch, touch, don't taste taste don't swallow and i understand that my al pacino is more tony danza than anything else but that's neither here nor there yeah but i i think tim curry could play an amazing palpatine yeah that would be fantastic fan because right like and we know dude knows how to work with muppets so he's already got the experience he's here for this god and i know i'm right and now here's the thing that's going to be great you're going to hear that, and suddenly the last movie, the last movie gets worlds better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The prequels, all of them get better. You know the best part is? It fucking makes the scene where he, like Vader throws Palpatine down the shaft. It makes you want them to have Tim Curry overdub the lines. Yeah. I want George Lucas to go back and do that redub. <laughs> God, because because he he could play evil, so it's not so evil. Like the 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 guy that they got to play the emperor, the guy that they got to play Anakin. There's no question that they're evil, so it's no surprise when they turn. But like the way Tim Curry could bring it, it was like, is he is he serious? He seems kind of oh yeah, he's serious. But well, but hasn't he literally played <clears throat> Satan? I seem to remember him. Wearing horns and being fucking bright red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in in aforementioned legend. <laughs> right, like so. Fucking Tim Curry's got the. He has it. Yeah, I I and like more that. More importantly, he can get it. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, because again, Palpatine yeah. fucks the yeah. current one because he doesn't just seduce Anakin; he seduces the entire Senate over to his side, and it's not just political wrangling; it's the the presence of his charisma and his like. Yeah, that's that's a right. better that's right. a better fucking right. Palpatine. Right, because because here are your options: you can have Tim Curry, and if you go, Tim Curry's too comical. Fine, Alan Rickman. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn. Oh man. Oh. See, and you and you believe he could seduce you too. You believe both of those two could seduce you. Like either one. I love them both. I love them both. I love I love this. We can't have it now, but I love this. <laughs> yeah. And and like that's the thing is I, I fix a lot of those conversations. Now <clears throat> we're gonna continue along, right? 
so we find ourselves on uh, on Tatooine, correct? Yeah. Uh, y- uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. And we come across, we come across Watto. It's now, fucking Watto <laughs> is a real bad stare. Like we've already, we are just hip deep. We are in a cranberry bog of racism. Yeah. Right. Like, like, please know this. Like, we've flooded the fields to raise all the racist berries up off of their branches, so this way we can see them as far as the eye can see. It's the worst and ocean spray. Somehow, ever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat a cranberry and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> cranberry flavored racism. <laughs> no, that's what cranberries taste like—is racism. Nobody fucking likes cranberries. Anyway. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's why craisins taste like visiting your awful uncle. <laughs> Just wrinkly cranberries. It's old racism. Damn, Yeah, yeah. Ask yourself a real question. If you know somebody who enjoys craisins, take a good long look at them. Oh, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> shout out. Anyway, so Watto is a monster. Yeah, because we talk about like. Padme talks about how slavery is outlawed. Like, we've managed to, across a galaxy, we have all agreed that slavery is too far. Yeah. Right? So we are, we are so far past the point where, like, that we're not having this. Slavery is too far. We're not, it's not going to happen. And Watto ignores this. And Watto has... Well, we see her two slaves, but I find it very hard to believe that he only has two slaves because the two slaves that he has is a mother and her young child. So he's cool with having slaves and he bargains to make sure that he keeps one slave and he would have been fine keeping whichever one, which asks a whole litany of follow-up questions. Yeah. But Watto is a monster. Like that, that character on paper, if you just write down who that character is, what his point is in the movie, and what his current situation is, he's a bad dude. Yeah. And then they seem to beat all of that stuff down with this heavy handed Borscht Belt racism. And the only way that I can think to solve this problem is by going in a different direction. And instead of it being some sort of weird Hanna-Barbera character who just happens to be okay with human trafficking, we're, we're going to bring in somebody who can stand verbally toe-to-toe with a Stellan Skarsgård. Because don't forget that Watto's race doesn't, isn't tricked by mind tricks. He's not to be fucked with. And I want the voice... A Watto to be played by Ray Liotta. <laughs> yes. I want that oh, strong, heavy-handed, gangster fuck that... The, it's the Joe yeah. Pesci model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without any of the funny. I want angry Ray Liotta. Because the second Stellan Skarsgård just gives him the Jedi mind trick thing, and him, look at him and go, what do you think I am? Huh? You think I'm dumb? <laughs> I'm Tredarian. I can't be. I can't be tricked <laughs> by this stuff. 
knock it off with your waving your hand in front of your face like a moron. The fuck what are you, you doing? You're doing? Stop it. <laughs> right. Like we know he can't curse, but everything's shy of that. Like, yeah, just, yeah. what are you simple? Stop it. Look, we can solve this one of two ways. We can play a game of chance or you can go away. This is your <laughs> options. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on a way out. <laughs> like, Stick we your can do head this. in a pod racer engine and burn your fucking head. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got a bet on the kid. Like, here, let me let me go through your plan with you for a half second just to find out how intelligent you Jedi are. You're going <laughs> to bet your ship, your hot rod ship, and otherwise be abandoned on a giant sandbox of a planet on the racing ability of a nine-year-old at best. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. And, and it makes Watto seem more menacing than he does in the movie. Like right now right. You, you watch it and you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But with, with a Ray Liotta behind that, you're like, oh shit. Right. Yeah. And you realize, because you, reasonably, you remember that he's a fucking monster. Right. You remember that he's a monster. You also remember that like, everyone could be stuck here under this. Yeah. Like, no. and I know you now. I know what you're thinking. I would absolutely, as one editing thing, the one thing that is really stuck in my head with with Anakin's character as a child is the goddamn line of yippee. yippee. I, oh, I, I can't do it now. To solve this problem, <laughs> well, wait, wait. I An- have yeah. An- another thing with Ray Liotta, like, um, then you get even more pissed that. Qui-Gon doesn't save the rest of the slaves because Ray Liotta, right. Ray Liotta as a monster, you're like, well, hold on. First of all, slavery is illegal. Second of all, Jedi are supposed to fight for justice and all that kind of shit. Third of all, what the fuck, Qui-Gon? Yeah, take his arm off. Yeah. 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 Why don't we play a game of chance? Cool. Slice. Barn. I yeah. win. You two, let's go in the yeah. truck. Because if you like, made it through the first movie, Qui-Gon, you would have been a general in the army. So you're not a peacekeeping like, force. You're a fucking soldier. Genuinely. And you know what? You want to make it a little fun. You want to have that, that little nod to everything. Don't name Anakin's mom, Shmi. You name her Karen. So this way he <laughs> yells like the end of Goodfellas. Karen. 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 Did you, you can't you can't leave me, Karen? Did you see the supercut someone posted on Twitter of him just saying Karen and someone was like, I can't believe they let this through because it, it's so racist because it was right after that post that woman said, I believe Karen is like saying the N-word. And <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> like, Well, if you can say Karen and not the N-word, you know which one is worse, don't you? but that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm super good with all of this, but yeah. So I, I want Ray Liotta to play Watto. I think it would be so good. Now I, I mentioned young Anakin. Yes. And the way I'm going to solve this Yippee. is I'm going to cast someone who was available and who is slightly older. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Tom Felton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I want a Malfoy in this role. He I was think young between, too. Yeah, like he was. He, well, he was just about the right age for that. He would yeah. have been the same age as a kid who played Anakin. So, I think he would have been a year older. So, I think that he would have had those British parents that would have <laughs> said, 
<clears throat> Not so much on the yippee. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. could have done a, a done a excellent or <laughs> yeah, henceforth. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Fortnite or something. Anything, yeah. anything. anything. Yeah. Cause I've, I've Just, seen him in stuff post Potter and he's, yeah. he's got, he's got the chops. Like he's, he's kids good. got acting chops. He's good. Right. So kids got acting chops and that blonde mane, that chiseled jaw, he's a good looking kid and he has the ability to grow up into someone who I absolutely love. And I want him to play older Anakin and that comes to your friend and mine. And this means I understand the implications of this means that he won't be in the Fast and the Furious. I want Paul Aww. Walker Aww. to play Anakin. Aww. Because, because mm. he's got that boyish smile. He does. And if you had that beautiful smile of I him. Had I had you. Yeah, I, I almost had you. Just looking back at Obi-Wan and going, Aww. Master, how many did you get? How many did you get? Come on. Come on. Oh, God. And you would oh. immediately fall. Right. Anakin goes from being a whiny shit to genuinely a likable guy. And no one is going to question whether or not. Because we don't know. Like in this Jesus Christ allegory, we don't know how many years actually happened between the first movie and the second movie. Just yeah. suddenly, Anakin's got a rat tail and he's tall. Like yeah. we don't know anything else. Yeah. So Paul Walker shows up and suddenly we could really believe that now Anakin's really grown and Padme has come into herself and she was actually old enough that she has looked a little older, but not a ton older. And I can believe that Paul Walker can definitely pull down a Padme. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's, and, it, and then it's so much more tragic when, when he turns because the kid that got to play Anakin was evil from jump street. An evil right. shit from Jump Street. He was like, yeah. well, I know I'm going to be Darth Vader, so I'm a badass motherfucker, so I'm going to step on this set and I'm going to scowl because that's my only facial expression. No, no, no. Like, it, it's got to be that fun kind of... He needs to be a fun surfer kid who has to be beat down over time, yeah. having things taken from him and taken from him and taken from him. And it's so much Seeing Paul tragic. Walker oh. just through the tears when his mother... Is is ravaged that way, and he has to go through and explain to Padme what he did in that moment of rage. Yeah, and him come to grips with what he's done and that regret. Yeah. Paul Walker's got the ability to do that. Oh, and it's a double heartbreak because if he did this and not the Fast series, he'd still he'd probably still be here. He may still be with us because yeah. he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done a charity ride-along thing and then got into the oh, fuck. yeah now what that does really mean as a byproduct of that is that james vanderbeek probably would have played brian in fast and furious i'm, a, I'm and, okay with that i guess yeah i don't know i i don't want to wait but it, it's okay Cause, like because it, it got better it got better like it was okay and then it got shit and then it got better when Dwayne got in there so like you know yeah we get we, we can got, figure this we, out we yeah, still get so, luda we still get Dwayne. We still get Luda. Yeah, we, we still, still get, get Luda. We still get Tej. So, like, I'm, I'm Honestly, okay. fuck yeah. it. I, you know, frankly, if we want to just go back and just, like, if Tyrese and James Vanderbeek want to redo Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. yeah. Just because, because. Just because. Like, do it. Just because. Yeah. And, and then everyone would still be alive. Oh. Now I'm sad. Yeah. 
I think it's great yeah. though. It's it's great though because you you need someone you can fall in love with. You need someone you can believe that Padme will fall in love with. And that's and that's that's, yeah. a, that's a Walker man. That's a Paul Walker head to you, toe. Yeah, right. That that's the thing is like you have to genuinely, like you said, you have to fall in love with Anakin. And none of us fall in love with Anakin because no. Hayden Christensen's such a shit that when he becomes Vader, you're like, like for fuck's sake, thank God, yeah. push hit. Like, I like you know what I'm mad about that Obi Wan didn't just force push him into the lava. <laughs> yeah. I didn't teach you this yet. <laughs> I'm gonna keep just, rolling. Just Padme thing. is crying. You should help him. I'll really help him. <laughs> oh no, Anakin, you're drifting away in oh, the no. lava. You're drifting. Oh, oh no. Fuck. <laughs> you're a toaster. <laughs> No, I think at that point it's a toaster strudel, but that's not the point. <laughs> You're overdone. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, because fuck it. Like, you want to care about the character and you didn't. No, I you wanted can't. Anakin to die. I wanted Anakin to die. The second, the second he started with that, Master, like, I just, no, 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 no. No, Padme no, deserves no, better no. than you. <laughs> like that's, and that's what I'm getting at. Is like genuinely, I feel like if every time he started speaking in that movie, if I muted him and put on Papa Roach's Last Resort, I wouldn't <laughs> feel any different to how I actually felt about the movie. Yeah. And then when his lines are done, I pause Papa Roach and I hit play, and Obi Wan talks. And then the second he starts speaking in it. Just do that old switcheroo. <laughs> Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a cut of the movie where we just swap out all of his dialogue lines. Well, luckily, the internet's here for you. So if you ever want to watch prequels footage looped in to Linkin Park, Papa Roach, or Drowning Pool, luckily, the internet from about 14 years ago is here for you. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh buddy. Yo, yeah. Like yeah. it's like uh, anime yeah. music I, videos I, for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like the thing I can't figure out is when you search those, they're uploaded like 8 years ago. Yeah. And I got to ask the question, who's who's demanding that? <laughs> and then I see on these videos like these 6,000 upvotes and it's like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh fuck man yeah so um so yeah shit. everything else uh trying to see if i if i miss anybody no i think that is everybody do you keep so, uh I think, you, you keep yeah. Django fett you keep uh aquaman's dad yeah. as Django. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's perfectly fine as Django Fett. Um, I think it needed to be kind of real straightforward, and I genuinely like the voice that ended up coming out of that for all the Clone Wars stuff and everything. Like, I'm I'm good with the way that went down kind of across the board. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that Sam Jackson could have been just Sam Jackson. Yeah, he. I felt I felt like I felt like Mace Windu was kind of a waste. Like, yeah, he's he's very buttoned down and yeah. 
I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like him playing off of um, Tim Curry in that confrontation could have brought more out of him. Like, I could have. Like, you motherfucker. I'm going to, you know, like, I, I feel like the two of them would have played off very well against each other. Yeah. And that scene yeah, would have I, had a lot more life to it. Uh, you know, then again, I, 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 so I've been watching Rebels uh, recently. And oh, yeah. How is it? It's super good. Like yeah. we just got to the end of the second season. So it's like, things are very good and I'm enjoying it. I don't want to do any spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. I know that's probably sounds silly, but I hadn't watched it. So fuck it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. But either way, like it, it reminds me of something very, very, very important. Um, well, two things. One, um, three things. One, more double-sided lightsabers. Two, you pick your kyber crystal, but not your lightsaber itself. And if somebody's cooler lightsaber that happens to possibly be double-sided and lets you kind of Mary Poppins your way out of situations and fly, just happens to fall on the ground, you should totally put your crystal inside that lightsaber. Just throwing that idea out there. Just, <laughs> just spitball on the wall. Is it, is it the, that idea the Inquisitors? Is it the yeah, Inquisitors? Yeah, the Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like one of them just, yeah, like one of them just happens to drop their lightsaber and all I can think is take that. Take it right now. Take, <laughs> take it right that, now. Take, take yeah. it right now. <laughs> um, and the last thing and the most important thing is Jedi should fuck. Like we learn about it in Clone Wars that Obi-Wan fucked. We know that Anakin fucked. If we take the stigma out of it and we just know that Jedi can fuck, cool. Like yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, because Anakin might not have turned to the dark side because he could have been open with his relationship with Padme. And so yeah, there right. was no it, one it else to seduce totally him because he was seduced. Right, well, also, he would have never actually been with Padme because she w- he, there wouldn't have been that forbidden fruit sexuality going on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, she wouldn't have settled for the whiny guy <laughs> if she actually had the ability to have her pick of the other Jedi litter. Oh, God. And then Padme lives. Oh, and it's so much better. <laughs> so much better. Like, the only thing that makes me sad about that future thought process is that we don't get Leia. Sure. Yeah. That's really the only loss that I'm calling here. And I know a lot of you are like, what about Luke? <laughs> what about Luke? Um, yeah, Jedi yeah. should fuck. All of them. They should all be able to openly fuck. We can solve this problem because that's the greatest recruitment for the Sith ever. <laughs> hey. Hey, we can fuck. You know how you can move stuff with your mind? Uh-huh. You know how that's real sexy? Yeah. You know how robes look real rad? Yeah. So you know how you can do backflips off of cars and like jump through <laughs> space and swing a light sword around and be kind of a general badass? Like imagine a magician and a knight were like the same person, but also in space, you're like, boy, that's pretty fuckable. Yes, it is. Now, because of the weird thing that lets you move things with your mind, you're not allowed to fuck. And you're like, wait, what? what? And then the guy over there with the Mary Poppins sword who can fly in is like, hey, so the boys and I are going to go fucking blow something up and then totally go uh, go, go fuck some people. Do you want to come? You'd be like, <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Deuces. Yeah. Yeah. I, Have fun I like- at your temple. <clears throat> right. Because you save a lot, you, you save a lot of Jedi. <laughs> you Jedi save a lot of Jedi lives. 
<laughs> Man, Jedi's can have floaty <clears throat> sex. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can you can solve logistical problems of that won't work because of gravity. Not today. <laughs> Not today, gravity. That's what I'm saying. You you know, fuck it. You can cure ED. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. You know how? Midichlorians. That's how. That's what I'm really here to talk about, Jamie. I'm here to pitch. It was a long form. I'm here to pitch an erectile dysfunction <laughs> pill based around midichlorians. All right? Now, I know what you're thinking. Brandon, this doesn't make any sense. I know midichlorians don't make any sense. Run with me. It's called the force. That's right. So if you believe that all of the things around you can give you life energy, then you can spirit bomb that dick and go ahead and raise it up. Be like Palpatine. You can raise ships out of the ground and shit. Yeah. Right, right. I, I wonder, so not all Force users end up being Jedi. So I wonder if somewhere on the outer rim, there's like a strip club or like a whorehouse hey, where, it's, where, hey, it's, hey. where it's just... Called the outer rim? Yeah. The Called outer the outer rim? rim? And it's, yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's force users doing all this wacky, weird-ass shit. I'm I, sure. God damn. That would be so much fun. <laughs> like, I have to believe... Like they, they they talked about this in Rebels that like at one point there were like ten or twelve thousand Jedi, out of ten or twelve thousand, right? Uh, I, what am I thinking of? A large group of really devout people who were going to so the Boston Archdiocese, right? So imagine if you made all of them laser sword wielding badasses who could float fuck, and then. <laughs> Do you think some of them might be like, you know what? Later. I'll see you guys later. Or more importantly, somebody finds out that they're fucking and they get thrown out of the order and they're like, well, may as well do what I know. I could fly around and bounty hunt and don't get me wrong. That boy howdy looks fun. By the way, what are there like four jobs in the universe? Yeah. It's like, Sith, Jedi, bounty hunter, and like fodder. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck else anybody else is. Yeah, I I don't know. Or I have no bike, clue. bike mechanic in uh, Coruscant. <laughs> sure, okay. Um, why not? But yeah, so like, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't be like, yeah, no, fuck it. I'll be a gigolo. Yeah. Hashtag let them fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hashtag I, let Jedi's fuck. <laughs> Like genuinely, because you know you have you know you know job as a pimp. There's no question about it. Yeah, that's not the huts one. are definitely definitely running the sex game. Yeah, like no oh, yeah. way around it. Yeah. So you got to figure, hut seasonal Jedi. The old Jedi's <laughs> like, look, man, we can play this game or we can get down to business. You know that if we are on an agreement, let's find an agreeable fee. You set me up, I deliver, we move on, right? Yeah. yeah. And if things get weird, <laughs> I'll take somebody's arm off. 
Like, fuck it. I like this. They need. I like it. It, it, it. Disney would never do it, but it opens it up to a no, whole of lot not. of more possibilities. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, in all fairness, they did just do a TV show where a reluctant sewer guy hangs out with a baby Yoda and they got weird space Nazis. So it's true. That's true. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, it's definitely not the first time that Disney's dabbled in Nazi content. So fuck it. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Go ahead and get it. Not all star keepers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, Brandon. Well, uh, I love this new trilogy. Yeah. I, trilogy, by the way. Trilogy. The new trilogy. I, I give a shit about these characters now. I give a shit about yeah. Anakin. I'm sad when he turns because, and that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted from the prequels. I wanted an Anakin that I could, that I could fall in love with because Padme falls in love with. And then to see him go down the wrong path is the ultimate tragedy instead of what we saw, which was an angry shithead become super angry. And, yep. and I, and I like, I like, I like a Palpatine that can seduce you. So you believe that Palpatine can fuck, which means that Ray has Tim Curry in her somewhere, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that if weird, like, marionette version of tim curry was was the one trying to talk ray into it it would work but i'm saying she'd look at him and be like were you a muppet treasure island and he'll be like can we get to the point it's because <laughs> yeah god damn now i'm gonna have to watch the movie as again and in my head i'm just gonna be like tim curry can get it I like that you feel the need to watch those movies and think that. Yeah, because if you watch them with that context, all the stuff about him like seducing Anakin makes sense. All the stuff about him trying to turn Rey is yeah. almost believable. You almost believe that it, she could it, fall for it's, it. It's almost, it's almost believable. Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, like I solved it. it. You're welcome. I like it. That's, that's what I'm doing. I like it. Yep. Uh, Brandon Chalmers, where can yeah, people find you? You can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Jamie Noguchi, where can they find you? Instagram as well, Jamie Noguchi, Twitter, Angry Zen Master. I highly recommend against Twitter in general. Um, and then, you know, wherever you find this on YouTube and Facebook and all that kind of stuff and Podbean and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, that's it. We got it. Now, now, now I'm going to watch the prequels with all of these things in my head. <laughs> and I'm just going to be welcome, doing, I'm, I'm going to be doing this the entire time. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't but they yeah, do yeah, that? I'm going to end up getting just random text messages from Jamie over the next 24 hours. Why or so. did I do that? Right. Yeah. Like fucking Ray Liotta would have been way better. I'd be like, I know, I know. I, I don't know enough about the technology, but I wonder if you could deep fake all of this. Not only not only do the facial re, re, uh, replacements, but maybe like get the voices. I don't know how you would do that, but I I think you just do a table read. The only problem is I don't know if Tim Curry is able to do that at this point. But yeah, 
we'll we'll have to find someone. Yeah. Anyway, I mm-hmm. I, I digress. Um. Uh, but yeah, so maybe we, let's just <laughs> let's just get a table read going in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah Jeff Bezos, everybody. I know you listen. So <laughs> if you could use your bazillions to just pay people and make that happen, that'd be great. Um. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay indoors, kids. Again, I remind you: stop trying to trick God with your hand jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, kids. Yep. Be good. Bye. Be excellent to each other.